now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 559th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, and I am here today with my wonderful co-host. We've got the one and only R-Sigma. Hello, I am here. And we've got the man who uh, who can't decide what number he is. We've got Claude Nine. Hello, everyone. What a great evening it is for me today. You, you, God. Okay, welcome to the Puckle Podcast, <laughs> where we talk everything from uh, the Pokemon trading card game to the Pokemon video games to everything in between. We just talk everything here, Pokemon. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. I'm very happy to be here as well with my buddies. Claude and Sigma. I mean, it's been a long week. I haven't done much other than play Pokemon Go. I got like a little TCG in, but honestly, like I'm kind of sitting here going, well, I'm not going into any events until after rotation or not after rotation, but until the next set drops after the next set after the next set. And so I'm just like, I could keep playing Ice Rider, but I know I'm not going to play Ice Rider after uh, after the next Mm -hmm. set drops because like Giratina and Soarark are coming. And I think those are both good options. See, I'm really excited to jump in and, you know, get my feet wet with the TCG for the first time. I signed up for a pre-release. I'm excited to, you know, get the worst pre-release deck and, you know, have it be okay. Yeah, I haven't, I was thinking about doing a pre-release, but then I realized that one, they, I don't know, it doesn't give me anything that too early that I care about. And uh, at the same time, like around me, there are no good pre-release dates. They're all like on Wednesdays. Ew. Yeah, right? I have one on a Saturday, and there's one on a Sunday. Same place, same time, just Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, those be great. I would do both of those. Uh, but right now, they're just like, yeah, you want to play on a Wednesday night? And it's like, not really. <laughs> I would much rather just go and play on Saturday. So what I'll probably do, because my wife likes doing them, is I might just go buy, like, a build-and-battle kit or something. Because they, mm, those yeah. are the same thing. It's the same yep. thing. You just don't go to a tournament. They are. They're pre-release kits. Uh, you don't yeah. get the prize pack or whatever. But yeah. you no prize support. You do if you buy the like build and battle stadium. Oh yeah, those do come with a few extra booster packs too, don't they? Yeah, and usually you can get those for the same price as just two build and battle boxes. Ooh. If you look around, yeah, you can usually get them for the same price. So you just get like a couple extra packs for free. The only difference is you have to wait until the until it actually launches. That's that's the only yeah. difference. Which is what two weeks? Yeah, so. yeah. And we we are gonna buy a box, and I'm gonna try to open it on stream, so people should watch out for that. Yeah, I got a box too, and if I figure out how to set it up, I will also open it on stream. Yeah, I want to open it on stream, so it's going to be a good time. Just crack a whole box on stream. Uh, mostly because my wife wants to crack them, and I I will just then from there see which cards I am missing for Zoroark and Giratina and immediately go buy them on TCG Player <laughs> and just just buy it all up, buy everything I need. That's what I've decided is whatever I open in the box is where I'm going to go, at least in that direction. Oh, I'm not even doing that. I'm just going, uh, these are the two decks that I want, and I'm going to go buy the cards for them right now. <laughs> I think they're the only two new ones, besides just regular, like, Lost Zone, one price, mm-hmm. yeah. that come out of this set. Yes, I, I, I believe so. I think there's that weird Finneon budget deck, too, but that's not going to uh, yes. be good. The Finneon 
You will open that. <laughs> yeah, you'll open plenty. Of, it's a common, so. But the rare dugong is what you need. Mm. I'm just waiting for a set to come out that, like, doesn't require... Or doesn't, like, change the whole meta entirely. Like, I like the ones that come out and they're just like, oh, these couple of trainers were really good and they changed some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We used to have those. And it, right now it just feels like every set that's coming out is just like, this is the new meta. This is the new meta. Except for the fact that for the rest of the year, Palkia and Teleon is still going to be better than everything else. Uh, I don't know that Palkia and Teleon is going to be much better than Giratina. From what I've been seeing, Palkia is much more consistent. Uh, possibly. That's possible. Mm. Yeah. I'll have to take a look. Because I might, I mean, I could switch to Palkia, but Palkia makes me sad. I don't know. It's just, a, it isn't, it's not fun to play. You know what I mean? No. Like, I, I agree. And that's why I'm not doing it. Ice Rider is more fun to play for me because, like, you have to get the pieces to make sure Ice Rider can do big boom. But, like, mm. it, it's just not the same. I don't know. It, like, Palkia is just like, it's never like, oh, can I do more damage? And it's like, Yep, because I put a Pokemon on the bench. And then Ar- Arceus with everything is still going to be good. Arceus just go burr. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, I was going to run like an Arceus Giratina deck. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> like, that was my initial plan. My plan was to throw in my tech one of Leafeon and be happy. <laughs> I want to play my Grass Boys, but there's no good Grass Boys. You sound like uh, you sound like Seth. Yep. Sound like Seth. Yeah, I don't know because I, I I do want to get into the habit of playing again. Uh, the problem is like my wife is finishing school, so unfortunately I can't make it to league as a result. Mm, yeah. Yeah, uh, which is sad. But I I will go. To, I do want to go to the Arlington Regional, and I'll probably worst case what I'm going to do is I'm going to force Claude and Seth to play me in matchups. Like, and we'll just have to like film our desk or something while we play. Okay. And then we can play that way on stream or something. That way we have, like, the act of actually physically shuffling cars and stuff. Yeah, and if you just, depending on, I will know more of my life as far as next year in, like, a month or so. That's true. And if you are if you ever decide to go to the Hartford Regionals, uh, I might use that as an excuse to go. Is there a Hartford Regionals? Yeah. When? I don't know. Is that in Texas? No, Hartford is Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. Oh, I'm not going to make it to that one. There's one in Texas, too, but, like, that gives me a reason to go home and, like, back and see my parents. Oh, I'm going to Arlington. I'm going to go to the Arlington Regionals. Is that the one in Texas? Yeah. How far is Arlington from me? I have no idea. We could talk about that later, because Seth and I have already planned to go into that one. I haven't solidified my plans yet. I'm going to talk to my wife and make sure it's okay with her, and then when is I will it? probably book it. It is uh, the December? weekend. It is the weekend before Christmas of yeah. all weekends. Like Of, like, this year? Yes. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to make it. It is the 16th, 17th, and 18th of December. I already have something booked for that time zone. Shark uh, is going well, to that one, too, from what I hear. I will be there the next weekend, the week of Christmas. Who else is going to that? Uh, Shark Finnegan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shark was planning on coming. I was going to go. Seth was going to go. I think we're going to meet up with Tank. It's going to be a good time. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I wanted to go. I don't think I'll be around. I think I have a show that weekend. Womp womp. That's my last weekend of my show, I think. Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. It should be the last weekend. Are you going to play Snowball? No. Or Yellow yellow Snowball? Was that his name? I'm tap dancing in White Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I know where it is, too. That's that's only like a five-hour drive. Not- the theater, the theater. All right. Oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, well. I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, that was a... Yeah, I, I'm excited to do that. I'm excited for the new set. That's very... That's like in two weeks for that to drop. So I'm, I'm very excited for that. Like, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the only regional I'm looking at is like the Indiana one, but I will be at that one too. <laughs> That's not till March, and VGC will be playable. So yeah, VGC will be playable. I don't know that I can do VGC because I don't know what they're going to do with it. Uh, I'm curious to see. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with it. I feel like they're going to try to redo the whole circuit somehow. Which it probably needs to happen, but... Well, oh, yeah. I think the VGC circuit needs to have a revamp. I think, honestly, the TCG circuit needs to have a revamp a little bit. I don't know. I don't like how uh, how much it's just like, how much can you travel to regionals to make it to worlds? Yeah, it's like, how how open are your weekends and how deep is yeah. your pocketbook? Yeah, like, like, I, I don't mind, uh, I don't mind, like, requiring local events. I just wish local events were worth a little bit more sometimes. So the Hartford one is next May? Uh, I'm not making it, buddy. What about Wisconsin in June? Possibly. Uh, the, the way my schedule's going, I talked about it on the last show, I think Arlington's going to happen. I'm going to do Knoxville in February. I'm going to do okay. Fort Wayne in April. All right. Yeah, and then I'm going to do, uh, I, I'm either going to do Portland or Vancouver. It depends on which one my wife wants to do. I'm going to offer Portland as first to maybe do like a longer, like a half week vacation or something there. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to do uh, the international, I'd imagine, hopefully. Yeah, but definitely do NAIC. But honestly, like Wisconsin for me is how realistic are Thatcher's chances of actually making worlds? How many points do you need? Yeah. <laughs> Where is NAIC this year? It's going to be in Columbus. We don't know yet, but it's going to be Columbus. It's going to be Columbus. If not, it's going to be Indianapolis, but it's probably going to be Columbus. There's an Indiana regional. It's probably Columbus. It's it probably has an international Columbus. airport. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Because, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's really what Wisconsin means, it means is like, hey, are Thatch's chances of actually making it reasonable? And the answer is no, probably. So probably not. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're going to go and just sweep. I don't think that's true. Undefeated one day and just like, that's it. I don't think that's true. It also depends on what the CP requirements are, because without locals, they can't keep the same CP requirements. Mm hmm. They just can't without locals, so we'll see. I don't know. It's a whole thing. If you win a regional, do you get an auto invite? Uh, no. What? You win an NAIC, you usually get a an invite. Yeah, if you win NAIC, you usually get enough points. But if you win a regional, I think regionals are typically like two hundred CP. They're like halfway there or something ish. Yeah, it's like it's like halfway. That should be full way there. No, you would think. You would think, but that's uh, not how they do the circuit. So, hey. Oh, we'll see. I think they're going to drop the point value this year, though, since there's no locals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm guessing it's going to be 200 points. Uh, pff, uh, hey, not that low. One win. One regional win you're in. My guess is like 300, 350? 300 or 400 is my yeah. guess. Somewhere between there. But I don't know. So how do you get these points? Is it just by competing in these tournaments? By placing in regionals, yeah. Yeah, by placing in regionals right now. I assume league challenges will come, league cups will come back soon, but I don't know when. All right. But yes, on that note, uh, let's go talk about the news. We had a lot of fun talking tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, let's go kick it on over to the news. Let's cue that epic music. Radio Tower. This just in. 
And welcome to the news. In the news, we've got a few things to talk about. First of all, the starter plushes for Scarlet and Violet are now available on the Pokemon Center website, which is actually pretty exciting. I should probably go buy them. I'm waiting for my Charizard code. I haven't gotten that either yet, which is kind of frustrating. And like, you see other people getting it, and it's just like, what are you doing? It's like, I want mine. Yeah. I want to go spend $20 on Pokemon Center. Yeah. Let's see. We also have uh, the Pokemon Center pre-order bonus for Scarlet and Violet is uh, a digital backpack in the game. I guess it's better than Amazon's 10 potions, 10 antidotes, and 3 revives. That's that's something. Why do they make the pre-order bonuses so lame? Like, I don't even need in-game stuff. All I really want are... Uh, I, I really just want... In terms of, like, pre-order stuff, I just want the little figurines like he used to get from GameStop and stuff when he would pre-order. I mean, U.S. pre-order stuff has been down in for years. Like, yeah. for all yes. the games that Nintendo publishes, yes. they've just dropped the ball. Yeah, I mean, it's also a lot that you don't go to pre-order the game. I don't know. I haven't pre-ordered the game physically in a very long time. I mean, I'm going to probably pre-order the game this weekend because I'm getting vouchers again and getting Splatoon with it, too. Yeah. But- like, I just download the game a lot because I get it immediately when I want it. I don't have to go to the store. And I guess having pre-order bonuses discourages digital sales and they make more money on digital sales. Yes. So they don't want to do it. Yeah, That's I my guess. I, I get it. I get it. But yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. More things. Ash's Dragonite event has started in Sword and Shield. And it'll run for about two weeks. Uh, if you want the code, it's a bunch of letters and numbers. And I would recommend either looking it up on like CeraVe's Twitter feed or coming to our Discord server yep. under our news link speed mm-hmm. uh, and pick it up there. Because I don't think anyone's listening to this and pulling out their switch and pausing. And yeah, no, we're, yeah. we're not listing off the letters and numbers. So it's fine. Are you on the road right now? Here, type in this switch. Code. <laughs> Hurry up and activate your phone as a hotspot. Pull out yep. your switch. Exactly. Yeah, no. Uh-huh. And, and now for the news. We've all been waiting for pokemon unite has three new champions pokemon champions same thing all coming in september actually it's pretty hype though like they're pretty hype two of them are very good choices and the other one's also a good choice but people could be angry about it uh so the first one is mew who is a gimmick who's coming on september 2nd and i think they said there's going to be an event for it that will you'll be able to get it for free which is nice sweet but i think it just copies all its moves from other pokemon and can chain throughout the game and yeah i'm I'm, I mean, that's Mew. I'm not a big fan. It's Mew. Yeah, that's very. That, Mew. That's how Mew plays. So I'm okay with it. Uh. But the other ones are uh, Dodrio, which looks hype as a speedster. Dodrio is super cool. I- I'm pumped. I can't wait to be a Dodrio main. If you're gonna play a speedster, there's no reason to not play Dodrio because Dodrio just like he can split his score into three, so you can score a little bit at a time, maybe. And yeah. his speed that's thing cool. changes his attacks. It's so cool. I think he's a great kit. And then Scizor, which is a big fan favorite. You can switch between Scyther and Scizor. Yes, depending on which move you pick at some point. Yeah, Yeah, it'll stay as a Scyther. So you can either choose to stay Scyther the whole game or switch to Scizor, which is really cool. That's cool, because they both have the same base stat total in uh, the games. I like that. It's so cool. I'm I'm kind of a little bummed they don't, like, with that, they don't have, like, Cleavor or something. Since, like, Scyther is technically a, a branch evolution now, but I'm okay with just Scizor right now. Because mm-hmm. I'd love to see them somehow like update Scyther so that you could choose between Cleavor, Scizor, and and Scyther. But they might make it so it's just like it's kind of like Eevee, mm-hmm. where where it might be the same thing as Scizor, but you're locked into Cleavor. I don't know. Maybe it's too much unpredictability to let them do all three. Never mind. That's just dumb. Don't don't listen. To I that. don't know. 
they'll they'll figure something out yes. if they want to do it. Uh, and speaking of our long opening where we talked about TCG, Silver Tempest, the next TCG set, was officially now announced for November, which is only two months after Lost Origin. Yeah, November 11th, too. Uh, to be fair, that's like right on the schedule we would expect TCG to come out in the US. So uh, they maybe like recalibrated. Lost Origin was late. Yeah, Lost Origin was late for some reason. I, maybe it was to push it back behind Worlds. But it's uh, got its focal point is Alolan Vulpix, which is weird because it's the only basic so far, I think, that like got a, or not basic, but unevolved Pokemon that gets a V-Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can get the Pokemon Elite Trainer Box, uh, where you can also get some Lugia sleeves. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird. You can pre-order it now. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably will. I pre-ordered the Lost Origin one already. Um, I like them because they come with the metal dice, which is actually really nice. The Pokemon Center ones. Mm-hmm. That is, they come with the metal dice, which is actually really nice. So I, I, I do recommend yeah, it. Yeah, the Pokemon Center one this time, instead of coming with a pin, comes with the second set of sleeves for Lugia, because poor Lugia oh. got kicked off the box for an Alolan Vulpix. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. Their sleeves are also garbage. But they've gotten better, if that makes sense. They've changed whoever's making them. Like, they used to be, like, super slippery and foily. Now they're a lot more matte, which I like. Yeah, they're easier to shuffle than the last ones. I do not think they're... Very, I don't, th- I still don't think they're good. <laughs> they're better though. No, they're not ones that you would like play with in a tournament. I don't think you're allowed to play with them at tournaments. So, like, if really? you go to, if you go to regionals, you have to like have blank sleeves. But yeah, uh, yeah. So that's, uh, TCG news. Let's move on. I don't know who's got this next one. But- I got, I'll take it. Uh, nothing much happened with Go, probably because they're waiting for Go Fest to end. So, mm-hmm. well, which is this weekend, uh, which is, when we're recording it, you missed it. Next week, it's a new season, a new month. There's going to be a lot of Go news. Awesome. <laughs> but this week, all we got is four Community Day dates, which is September 18th, October 15th, November 5th, and November 12th. November 5th is going to be a classic date. They also did do a thing where they're just like, hey, BT Dubs, we're doing some stuff on these days, too. They did add those, too, and it's like, okay, whatever. All right. And then finally, Puckle's Pokey prediction. Rillaboom was reasonably strong in singles and doubles. Cinderace was a monster in singles. And Inteleon is dominating support in the TCG. How many of the new starters will find dominant somewhere in the franchise? I think all of them will. I'm feeling, I'm feeling it's probably a one starter generation again, like Gen Six was. Yeah, but, I'm thinking there yeah. might be one that does anything. I don't think the grass will do anything, and I, I don't think the Quaxley evolution will. If anything, they're going to hype up the Fuecoco line. I hope Fuecoco's mm-hmm. evolution is cool though. Like I, I Fuecoco. I want the, it to be cool. Fuecoco's the my last hope for a Pokemon. Like a starter Pokemon to come out like Charizard. Like, I'm afraid the grass one this time is the one they're focusing on, but we'll see. I yeah. hope Coco's cool. Coco belongs in my heart, though. It's fine. As long as they don't make it a fire, like a firefighting type that they really wanted to be good one day. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if it, I hope it's a one starter generation. I really disliked everything being good, and the TCG is really hard to predict, honestly. TCG uh, is really hard. Uh, I think Greninja just kind of dominated Gen 6 at the end, at least. Uh, uh, a little bit. I, yeah. don't, I don't know if it dominated. Like, Greninja Break was okay, but it wasn't, like, top tier. It was, it was, yeah. Uh, but it was significantly better than Chestnut and Delphox ever. Yes. Uh, those things were always trash whenever they got new cards. That's so true, though. Yeah, I'm hoping that we get something closer to that. Maybe against the Gen 7, where it wasn't too bad. Gen 7 was like, th- these are all fine. I guess in the TCG, Decidueye was good for a while, but that's only because Forest of Giant Plants was completely broken. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
that wasn't Decidueye being good as much as there was a very broken card that it could abuse. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, yeah, that's going to be it for this. We're going to kick things on over now to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Hello and welcome to the Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Professor Snag with the rules. The co-hosts are working together as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that you, the listeners, have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The hosts can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct without using the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to Pokey Quiz. Thank you for that introduction. Our first question this week is going to come to you guys right from, I had it picked out, uh, from Dreamer's Wake. What is the only non-regional form Pokemon to be part of both a two-stage and a three-stage evolution line? Huh. Wait, not regional to be part of both a two and three stage? Yes, the Pokemon itself is not a regional, but it is part of a two stage and a three stage evolution line. It does not exclude the evolutionary lines that are two stage and three stage from being regional, so. Okay. So I'm assuming the Pokemon. Oh, so it's Mime Jr. Yes. That's the answer I was looking for. Because I was trying to think, like, all right, it's something like Linoon or Zigzagoon, but like. There's a Hasuian form of those, so I guess Miss Mime Jr. would be the only one that comes it, to mind. Because it's a two-stage line with Mr. Mime and a three-stage line with the uh, Ingolar. Mime Jr. is correct. That gives you guys one point. Because, as you said, if it's caught in Galar, it can evolve into Galarian Mr. Mime, which evolves into Mr. Rhyme. Otherwise, it just evolves into plain old Kintonian Mr. Mime. So you guys are one for one. Our next question is going to come to you from Farmer Fox. Which water type starter line is not in any of the water egg groups? Hmm. Water type starter not in the water egg groups? Yes. Which one is off? I I wouldn't be... Huh. My mind tells me Totodile, but I don't think that's right. Like, there's a world where I could see Totodile being, like, ground and monster. Or, I know definitely monster for it, but I don't... Cause it gets but dragon I could also see it in... Oh, dragon and monster. I, I could see it. Uh, my other thought was, like, Maybe Piplup, but... I'm trying to think. Uh, I used to know a lot of this stuff, but not anymore. Right. It just breeds with Ditto. That's all I know. Uh, and there's so many different options. Because there's... No, I'm, I'm trying to think. What are the other water starters? Oh, um... It could be Oshawott being ground. Say, I, I think it's Oshawott, actually. I don't... Like, it could I, just be in the ground egg group and not in a water egg group. But because of Hisuian... Hisuian isn't in any egg group, so I think no, it might be a... Uh, fair. I don't know. I, my, that would be my guess, actually. I think Oshawott has, uh, is it. Okay. Because I don't think it's Primarina at all. Uh, no, no, no. And, and my mind is, they would have kept all the starters in the same egg group, at least for the first three gens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Totodile is the only one in that area where I could see it differing, but yeah. Yeah. I think they kept it, though, in there, because they were introducing breeding, and they wanted all to be about the same. Yeah. So, what's your answer? Oshawott. I think it's Oshawott. It's Oshawott is correct. Uh, you guys guessed that one. 
I'll give it to you though. Wow. Okay. Like I said, no, no, we said it was probably just in the ground type and it doesn't really fit with fish or it's in the shellfish. It is in the field A group. Yeah. It's a mammal. Because it's, it's an the otter. only one. It, I guess that's a good that's a good reason actually. Yeah. Like like I said, I could see it being Piplup because it's a bird or I could see it being Oshawa because it's like that's fair. not in the water. Or it was Totodile because it was a monster yes. and dragon and didn't have room for water type. <laughs> All right, so it you guys are two those. for two. So your next question is your Pokemon, Pokedex entry, as always. This one is going to come to you from Gray the Gray. Itch Shield entry states, This Pokemon is immensely proud of its impressive mustache. It's said that its mustache length is what determines social standing among its species. Who's that Pokemon? Please be Samurai. Oh, I thought it was Oh, I was thinking Samurai. Uh, but... Swell up, oh, I, mean, I guess Samurott makes sense too. Samurott might be work, more work blades, and I don't know what a Swellot dex entry sounds like. It's so. shield entry states. Oh, oh you okay. are both. So, you are considering two Pokemon that are not in that game. <laughs> what else has a mustache? Drampa. Um, yeah, but I don't. I don't think that's Drampa. Drampa's in shield at least. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! The dog. The dog with the big thing. Oh, Stoutlands. They have a mustache. Stellans do have a very long mustache. Um, I'm sure the impulse says mustache. Uh, Krigatoon has a mustache. Is not in shield. Probopass. Tech. I actually Alakazam not in shield. Has a mustache, and that's in. I don't think they give shield. a. Sh- I don't think they care about their mustaches. <laughs> I'm just listing off things I can think of that happen to have a mustache. Um, do whiskers count as mustaches? I don't think so. Uh, because there goes, like, wish cash. I'm going to need an answer. I don't know. Uh, flip a coin between Stoutland and Drampa. All right, let, let, let's, let's go. You, you had your minds on Drampa first. Let's, let's start there. Drampa okay. is incorrect. The p- second Pokedex entry is its Pokemon White entry states, This extremely wise Pokemon excels at rescuing people stranded at sea or in the mountains. Sounds more Stoutland-y now. Yep, all right, Stoutland it is. Dang, nabbit. Stoutland's correct. You guys are you got one point there, so you are three for three. Your next question is your multi-answer question, as always. Here you can gain up to three points. There are going to be uh, four answers here. I only need three. If you get all four, you get brownie points. Uh, this is going to be from Dragon Tamer Nick. Excluding Arceus's forms, what four types have never been used on a mythical Pokemon? Poison. Hmm. I was yeah. You have to lock Poison's them all never. in. But, yes. <clears throat> yeah. Um, right, let me go to the thing. We have a fire mythical? Victini. Victini. Okay. We have a water mythical in Manaphy. We have a grass mythical in Shaman. Mm-hmm. Normal. Do we have a normal mythical? Meloetta. Mm-hmm. Um, Same with Psychic and Fighting. Psychic and Fighting. Uh, we also had uh, Marshadow as mythical, which takes out Ghost. Mm-hmm. Is there a fairy mythical? Magirna and Deontay. And Dancy. Um, electric? Uh, you, sh- you would think there'd be one. Uh, <laughs> Zero Aura. Zero Aura. Wait, that, mean, that means Zarud has Grass and Dark out mm-hmm. as well. Um, Steel is uh, Genesect. And Bug is Genesect. Uh, ground? Might be Ground. Alright, Ground. Let's lock, uh, lock in Ground. Ground is correct. That's one of them. Uh, that's one point. Oh. There are three more. I thought we- didn't we say poison? Yeah, poison. poison. You didn't lock it in. Oh, sorry. Yeah, lock it in. Poison. poison is also correct. There are two more types. 
right. It's not rock. I only need one more. Yeah. Um, it's not rock. Ice? Hmm. We're running out of types. And dragon. Uh, I don't think there's been a dragon mythical. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I assume we have strikes, so might as well. Yeah. Uh, I assume uh, there's been a flying, right? There's a flying mythical. I would die. Uh, let's see. Yeah, shaman. Yes, okay. So then it has to be ice and dragon are the last two. Okay. Uh, ice, block it in. Ice is correct, and so is dragon. Those are the four. <laughs> Ground, dragon, poison, and ice. Your boy got his types in his head. Let's Good for go. you, Claude. That is um, six. Que- that is six points for you guys. You guys are six for four. Your last question is your base deck question, as always. Both of them are from Cyber Monday, spelled with V's instead of A's. Do do do, do 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 Among all Dark type Pokemon, which one has the lowest special defense? Oh, lowest special defense. Um, because my mind went to Ponyard. I don't think it's Ponyard. Um, that's hard. Uh. Low high. I don't, I don't know low as well as I know high. No, neither do I. Because usually it's on Pokemon you never use anyway. Uh, usually it's on a bug, but I don't think we have a bug to bail us out here. Uh, no, there's no bug dark types. The only other couple of dark types that come to my mind that are frail, frail little boys are Carvana, something like a Puchiena or like a Lolan Rattata, maybe. Mm. Do we want to uh, use the hint? Because uh, I don't, I don't. You could know. get the That's extra point here if you really wanted it. Yeah, know. but I don't think our guess is going to be good. Uh, I don't have any strong leanings towards no, what it could no. be. Let's so. use the hint. Why not? Yeah. This is a dual type Pokemon, and this Pokemon is sometimes seen a little cup for being pretty decent. Huh? Carvana. Yeah. Or Ponyard. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Those that doesn't help. The only help, two that it could possibly be that come to my mind. Yeah, because it's 100% not Volibee. Uh Yeah, definitely not Volibee. All right, so it's one of those two. And I believe Carvana is frailer, but I... I want to say that, too. Yeah, let's go with that. Carvana? Lock yeah. it in. Lock it in. Carvana is correct with a base 20 in, uh, Dang, in special that defense. Is, yeah. That is bad. Uh, for those of Where's you who ever go to a pub to play Pokemon Trivia... Uh, next up is Puchiena with a base 30, and Sandile and Alolan Rattata are next with 35. Claude, wow. like, named all of them, essentially. I think he missed Sandile. He missed Sandile, uh, but he just Sandile. named all of them. He got the other ones. That was very impressive. <laughs> well, I, I'm just thinking, like, what are, like, the, like, tiny grass, t- 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 tiny dark types that, like, I, I couldn't think of. And I'm like, all right, nothing Gen 1. Gen 2, Umbreon, Murkrow. I know Murkrow has a decent yeah. special defense. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I like can think of. Hound Hour is not that bad. I think it has 30. It's 30s. not as bad as like Puchiana bad. Yeah. I know Carvana's come up with like lowest defense for Dark Type 2, I think. Yes. Or something absurd like that. And I know it's just very frail. Um, yep. So on that note, on that topic though, you guys are seven for five today. That does change up the standings pretty significantly. Mostly because like everybody's so close and so high. <laughs> Which is so weird. Um, so in first place, we now have our Sigma with 28 points. Wow. Yeah, this is this oh, is the gosh, last time so that close. ever that you win by going to 30. Next time we're starting, to, we're going to 40. Uh, after that, we've got a three-way tie between Seth Bilo, Sublime, and Linian, all with 22 points. In fifth, we have Shark with 18. In sixth, we've got Claude with 13. Tied for seventh, we've got Whimsicott and Mark with 12. 
In ninth, we've got Shamu with seven. In fourth, or in tenth, we've got Jushiro with four. And everybody else has yet to get on the board. Look at that. Okay, well, on that note, if you want more Puckles Pokey Quiz, you can just tune in next week. Uh, Until then, we are going to kick it on over to the topic. We have another review this week from iTunes from Boy Jeff. Amazing five stars. I just started listening this year, but I've loved it ever since. Well, thank you for that. And if you would like to review us wherever you listen to the podcast, we would really appreciate it. It would help us out. On top of that, you might be able to be right on the show. Well, until then, we're going to kick it on over, guys, to the topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be Pokemon Worlds, a review. Pokemon Worlds happened last week, and we really wanted to go ahead and just go over what happened. Last week, we talked about the trailer. This week, we're going to talk about the actual event itself, because so much happened, including the event just being very awesome. British Gen got to go. He posted a lot of pictures to our Instagram, so you can go and check those out if you want to see what he saw. He talked to me about it afterwards, and he just said he had a blast. And it was uh, it was apparently awesome. Like it, like they just like blew any other worlds out of the water. I don't know if it's just because they had like three years of money saved up to just go ham, yeah, or what. But like I'm hoping the next world is just as impressive. Well, the, it's in Japan, which is going to be really fun. I'm totally going as a spectator or a competitor. I don't care which. <laughs> when is it next year? I don't know. They didn't announce a date, but it's gonna it's gonna be an it's gonna be in August somewhere probably. Okay, I might not be able to swing it next august we'll see i i am gonna go you should go you should get a creator pass uh i don't know if i can i don't know how to do that and i don't i don't know i always feel very self-conscious about myself as a creator uh and calling myself that no but you should we we run the longest running pokemon podcast maybe uh we could talk about it when we get closer but on that note we are gonna go ahead and uh just jump right into some of this stuff first of all this was the last year that pocken got to play thank god (laughs) <laughs> i don't know like i felt really bad because like we bashed this on the show so many times and talked about how nobody played it but that's honestly from personal experience like you could walk up and see nobody was playing it and a lot of tournaments let you just like walk up and play it did you see what happened someone went through the last chance qualifiers yeah went through that overcame like the entire bracket reset they did really and then won worlds no that's cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, I feel so bad to laugh at that. But they like they like had this whole video that was just like this is the last season, but communities forever, and they had a bunch of people who really cared about that community, and I felt so bad because it does mean something to them. Oh yeah, they care about it, and they definitely care. But like, I don't know, I, it just doesn't seem like enough people cared about it, and obviously Pokemon saw that as well. Yeah, and then you see things like Pokemon Unite, and even like unfortunately Pokemon Go mm-hmm. make a make a headline because I, I we definitely had some opinions on Pokemon Go, maybe not the company, maybe not like how it actually shook out, but maybe just the fact its existence. But it's uh it's definitely a thing. I don't know. I will say though, this is like one of the few times the Situai gets to shine because you know I yeah. think that's what won. Yeah, I, I just wanted to make an honorable mention for Pocken and be like, it's great that you guys enjoyed it. I'm sorry yeah. it's over. Uh, it doesn't look like there's a sequel uh, or ever will be. I don't know. They, like a lot of the time, it feels like they just like throw things at the wall and see what sticks. They gave Pocken a lot of support. Yeah, they gave it a lot of support that it did not need or it did not deserve. Exactly. I don't. Know, I I just find it fun that someone went through like the last chance qualifier on like Thursday. Mm-hmm. ran through the tournament like ran through that easily won it and then made his way to like the grand finals had to like get reset after losing the first round and then like wow. got pushed to game five against another Crazy. american but like like from what i'm reading it seemed to have been a very hype 
you know, last world champion. That's cool. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's really cool. So out with the old and with the new, right? Uh, yeah. So there was also Pokemon Go. I did not watch a lot of the Pokemon Go. I did see the person who won. I, I saw him on Twitter and everything, at least for the Masters Division. I don't know. I just I have a bad feelings about Pokemon Go because they were trying to talk about it, the commentators in such a light that it's something that anybody can get into. And I don't entirely agree with that in terms of just the fact that it really depends on the IVs of the Pokemon you get. And it's a lot of grinding to try to get good Pokemon with the right IVs. And you don't even want the perfect IVs, which is super awkward. Yeah, because this is for Great League, right? They do Great League. Yeah, they only do Great League. Which I think is the right. I think that's the right call. I think that is the most accessible. I think Great League is a good choice. I agree with that choice. I just think Pokemon Go is very difficult to get the right Pokemon. Yes. It, it just doesn't help that a lot of the Pokemon that are really, really good came from the first, like, three generations, which are now, like, much harder to find. Yeah, the season system makes things harder to get. Like, Gengar did well. Okay, well, you don't see Gastly's. Like, okay. So from what I'm seeing for Great League, like, some of the best Pokemon in Great League are, you know, there's your Talonflames, your Gengars, your Gyaradoses. Um, and more importantly, though, is what showed up on both of the finalist teams where Medicham is really, really good. Medicham is very good. And the fun part is their Medichams varied by 5 CP, which like which is really nice to see that it wasn't perfect. Yes. So you can get close enough, which is what I like to hear. Oh, that's good news. Actually, that's that that blows my whole argument out of the water, and I really appreciate that. Uh, Lickitung is another big one that if you have a good enough Lickitung, it can do really, really well. And then like the with the introduction of Shadow Pokemon, that changed up a lot of it. We got to see both Alolan and regular Ninetales come out. Um, usually, you, uh, it, it's more about team composition than anything else. It's yes. you need your normal type, you you need your fighting, you need your steel, and then it's a mix of like some waters and. It's very reminiscent of like Gen One Pokemon. <laughs> uh, like Gen One Pokemon was really bad in that like the diversity of the good Pokemon was very bad in competitive, but but the archetypes were still the same idea, right? Like this is a this is a good Pokemon. This this is good Pokemon. This this is good Pokemon. This and. It, it sounds very reminiscent of that. Yeah, and then even even the finals here went to three games, which is really yeah. I did nice. hear about that. It did go all the way, which shows how close it is. Mm-hmm. I think it is possible for people to get into Go if they really wanted to. Yeah, I think it's a little tougher. Like like you have to hope that the Pokemon that are good in your you know event come up as community day, or yeah. mm-hmm. just get lucky. Like you need to find the right nests, and you have to actually go actively search consistently for it. I feel bad about nests too because uh, the community has been really bad about actually tracking them. They used to track them really well on Silk Road, yep. but it's definitely dived off in the past year or two. Oh, I know when COVID hit, that was I think the biggest hit to Pokemon Go. Really, was COVID? Because I know I stopped playing during that time. I know a lot of other people that stopped playing during that time. I think a lot of people stopped going out to play. I think a lot of people because they made a lot of ways so you could just stay at home and play. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that kills the point of it. And like you're not gonna find everything. Like I agree. No, I make a point of like doing the Silk Road stuff when I play Pokemon Go and like log what the nests are and stuff like that. I make a I make a point of doing that in my local area. But I I know uh I mean it's definitely died off because like I'm the only one doing it. <laughs> Nobody else is doing it. Yeah, because I think it's important to be able to go to the nest and be like, Oh yes, 
to know what you're finding. Yeah, and like that way you can save yourself some time. Like, oh, I'm looking for this Pokemon. I should go here. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I don't really care for nests because the rare Pokemon that I need aren't going to have nests. Yeah, that's so. true, too. I mean, I don't blame you. Like, there aren't any Jangmoo nests. I yeah, and this is like very endgame type stuff, too, right? Mm-hmm. Where like you're level 40 something and you want to go because you want to like just play competitive Pokemon Go. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it definitely feels icky with like the IVs, but like Claude said, uh, apparently you can get by with anything. Oh, not anything. Like you need like 14s and 15s. Yeah. And stuff. And like there's a mix of what you should and shouldn't have. Yes. Yeah. That's very interesting. From my understanding, you usually want like a low attack IV in Great League because that raises your number the most, so you can be a higher level. Yeah. If you have a low attack IV. Ah, I actually that might be more worth it than having like very low there, but having high elsewhere. And like attack IV, it contributes more to your CP level mm-hmm. than the other stats. From my understanding, so you usually want the lower attack IV, but your defense and HP are usually higher, and that then you can level up more. Exactly. Mm. That's my understanding for it, anyway. There's a lot that it can do, so it's just... Yeah, yeah. It's its own thing. But yeah, that was the Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. But the other... Yeah, Pokemon Unite. I spent so much time watching this. Yeah, I know you watched this. So I want your opinion and tell me what happened, because I watched none of it. Okay, so Pokemon Unite. I really liked, first off, the format that they had with it. They brought in, I think, 10 teams i think it was supposed to be 12 but only 10 from around you know the world mm-hmm. to play um it's usually two from each region i think it was yeah and they had them all face off in pools you start out you have three little pools you play each other and then based on how you do you move on and that was all day one so it was something like i mean there may have been four groups of were they playing best of ones or were they playing like best of no, threes? No, it's all best it was all best of threes. Okay. So everything was a best of three, and it was I think it I think there were four groups, one group had four, everyone else had three. So it might have been like thirteen teams or something like that. Thirteen okay. or fourteen total. Either way. But like the top two of each group moved on. And the like it was really fun to see because uh like in like one of the first brackets you had the second best North American team beat the best European team. Like Ooh, in cool. groups, with, like first match of like of their That's round, exciting. and that was like super hype. And then you know, granted, they still managed to move on, and that European team ended up did making grand finals. Mm-hmm. I heard Sajun Park is on one of these teams too, which is kind of silly. I, I don't think he's on one of the teams. I think he might sponsor or like be a coach or something. Oh, maybe that's uh, it. He's involved, which I think is fun. I thought he was involved with a uh, TCG, not Unite. No, he was in Unite this time, from what I heard. Yeah, but th- there were a lot of like very hype things that were went on with it because I have all I have all the statistics here, and I guess I should start with that with like the most picked, most played Pokemon's of the day. I, oh, granted, ninety percent of the time when I was watching a game, there was it was Sarina, Blissey, Dragonite, Hoopa, plus one. Yeah, and the idea behind this is you want your two supports, or I like they don't have to be like those specific supports, but usually a support plus some sort of tankier, well, it's usually some sort of support, and then you want two to three bruisers. And by that, I mean something mm. that's going to go in, initiate, and just, you know, drag the focus. A lot of times you saw Aegislash. You see a lot, uh, a bunch of Lucario. 
Trevenant was the other big one. Machamp. All these Pokemon that rush in there, do a bunch of damage while your Dragonite sits on the outside and auto-attacks and hyper-beams in, and then your Blissey and Hoopa are just, you know, saving people's lives, and that was by far, like, the biggest thing. Hmm. Especially with, you know, Serena being picked in 75% of games and having a 72% win rate. Yeah, By yeah. far the most picked, most played. It was absolutely nuts. Uh, the best item was X-Speed by a drastic margin. Oh, that explains why everybody's running it now, uh, uh, Andy Knight. It, it's that much better than everything else. Yeah. Like, the sudden movement speed is better than having the eject button. It's better than the eject button. I noticed that playing last night Yeah, uh, on stream. The sudden movement speed lets you, it moves faster and it's on a shorter cooldown. Yeah. Granted, if you're not running that, you're running full heal. Mm-hmm. Just basically to prevent you from being locked down by crowd control, mainly used on Serena's. Mm-hmm. From there, like, you see some eject buttons, you see some X attacks. It, it, that's kind of, I, I did notice that uh, it was very interesting in that, from all your discussions with other people who had watched it, seeing the type of stuff that was atypical, at least in, like, the overall community before this happened. Because mm-hmm. this was, like, the big first highlight of, like, the play, competitive play in Unite. It's the one with everyone's eyes on it. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, hearing all the stuff that was, like, atypical to, like, the quote-unquote common knowledge on how to play a certain Pokemon mm-hmm. uh, was a lot different than no- than I than I had seen yeah. before. The other big thing I wanted to point out is we all have our held items we like to use in a lot of the Pokemon. 85% of Pokemon had a focus band. Oh. Out of, like, out of everyone. Like, that is by far the I best held that. item in the game. Put it on your Pokemon. After that, you see a lot of muscle bands, a lot of buddy barriers. Attack weight was very highly used. Weakness policy was very highly used. Um, even you see things like Razor Claw, Choice Specs, Energy Amplifier showing up a lot more often in these types of things, which was, you know, a lot of fun to see. Because, yeah. I mean, if you, if we like looked at a lot of these games, there's a bunch of different combos you see. There's the Hoopa Blissey combo, which is by far, like, the most dominant. Mm-hmm. There are other counters, too, but, like, one of the most dominant combos in the game where, you know, Hoopa's ability to bring a team across the map, plus Blissey's ability to just support everybody, yep. means you can take over an objective a lot faster and even through other people fighting it. Yeah. And that's and that's the big thing between this and your normal ranked games. It's objective-focused. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to be winning these fights for Dreadnought. You want to be taking different goals you want to be scoring yep that's another that was a huge thing and the best way to stop that was you were seeing a lot more the rise of snorlax just because (laughs) it can crowd control and push people out and like people weren't ready like sometimes snorlax was used and it was used very very well just to this effect granted as the matches got on it became much more difficult the other big combo we saw a lot of was trevenant mr mime and they would sit in a lane together, and Trevenant would just push people away. Mr. Mime would, you know, buff him up, and then they'd slowly walk back. <laughs> and it just prevented people from, you know, taking from your goal. Until you had four or five people. And even then, they would just sit there and keep going. I'm glad Trevenant has found a home as a Pokemon. Yes. And then, and that's the other thing. It's like, this is the all-arounder meta, because all the all-arounders are just very, very good. Whether it's Serena, Dragonite, Lucario, they have so much that they can do in the meta, and they they do a lot. Um, the other big thing was Aegislash. I had not been seeing a lot of Aegislash very much, and 
you know, now I see it all the time. Aegis Lash did very well. Greninja was a pocket pick. Cinderace mm-hmm. only showed up pretty much for the finals. Uh, the other big thing is we're basically going back to the 2-1-2 meta. Yeah, I think that's the way to play. <laughs> like, at least that's what people are starting with. You start with your 2-1-2 to gain experience early. Yeah, now explain to then, people who don't know Pokemon Unite what 2-1-2 is, because you're using a lot of terminology that might lose people. Sorry. This is all exciting to me. So the 2-1-2 is you normally have t- uh, three lanes. You have the top lane, you have a jungle, and then you have a bottom lane. The 2-1-2 meta refers to two people on the top, one person in the jungle, and then two people on the bottom. Okay. And it's normally your Hoopa plus Bruiser on top, Blissey plus Bruiser on bottom, and then your jungler. And it just all varies around from there. Okay. Sorry, uh, that, that's I'll, I'll, I'll end it here. I can go on for a while, and if you want to know more about it, talk to me. We could definitely have a Pokemon Unite episode at some point. <laughs> I'm definitely into that idea. But right now, I think we should move on anyway, because we're already we're, we're already twenty minutes in, and I think we should get going to uh, Pokemon VGC. Like we gotta get to the we gotta get to the appetite, man. Like the the crit, the, the main course. Sure. The Pokemon Unite and the TCG, uh, the things that have been there since the beginning. So I I this is the only thing I watched was Pokemon VGC, and the only reason I watched it was because it was on before the trailer. I was actually really impressed with it because the team that uh, the teams that were up there. One, no, neither of them were Zashin Kyogre. Uh, that was third place. Yeah, Z- yeah, but Zashin Kyogre wasn't in the finals, and I'm okay with that. There was only one Zashin in the finals. Yes, which was even better. It was great, because it was two different restricted sets, uh, and they were two. Re- neither restricted set countered the other, mm-hmm. which no. also worked out really, really well. Oh, man, it actually went to three games. Like I watched the NAIC finals as well, and the NAIC finals were just like a blowout, because one team countered the other. It was like somebody brought a team that was meant to counter the other team. I remember thinking, I think it was game two. I thought it was over and then they rallied back and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I remember watching. I remember watching the rally. Even game one was a rally. Game one was a rally back. It was insane. It was a lot closer than expected. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Zashin did end up winning the day. Uh, it was Zashin. Oh my gosh. What was the other one? I, I don't uh, know. Shadow Rider. Yeah. Zashin, Calyrex, Shadow Rider. It was so cool. Uh, watching that happen. I was, I was very excited to see that. I mean, I think the big takeaway is the fact that Eduardo built the best team for the format. Yes. Because he went undefeated the entire weekend. That was a great team. His team was actually very good. Mm. Uh, and I, I was very impressed. And I think the guy who came in second place... Uh, Guillermo. Guillermo. I thought his team was also very good. Lunalika uh, Gravon. I like Lunadon a lot. Yeah, I've seen that one a lot, around a lot, and it was very good. Uh, did he run? Yeah. So he actually was running like one of the big techs of the weekend that mm-hmm. people weren't as prepared for being the bulky weakness policy Charizard. Yes. Yeah. I heard people talking about weakness policy Charizard being around. Well, and they did it specifically for the thunderous matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause thunderous would go big, use max like lightning on it. And then assume it's dead and assume it's dead, but it's not. It would then, uh, you know, while it's also maxed, now it has a weakness policy and it just airstreamed your other mon and now you're in trouble. Yep. And like, there were so many games they showed on screen, uh, at least early on, that was like, this Charizard just taking over. Yeah, I remember hearing a lot about it day one and two. Well, that was the big thing day one. Then people realized it and it kind of like, since like so many people brought that type of thing, people knew about it and how to face it. And then it became that much less of a threat. 
so I've been getting into the TCG and I used to like I always thought like TCG like more sophisticated right in terms of uh in terms of like competitive battling at some point but like this, this VGC final was actually one of the better ones I've seen in a very long time and it it showcased a lot of skill from both players and both teams were so they weren't completely out there but they showed like mastery of the craft if that makes sense mm-hmm. because the teams weren't like a not seen before archetype or something completely out of left field. Uh, but the people playing them made a lot of choices in the battle and also in some of the team prep in terms of like the uh, composition of EVs and the spreads there that I just thought it was incredibly impressive. Now I will say I found one team number 17, like in the overall rankings was Groudon Kyogre, a combo you don't normally see. No. <laughs> featuring Galissapod. The Glissopod, I, I heard the Glissopod was fun. It's a really good, it's like an Assault Fest Glissopod, a regular Tornadus, and then a Raikou. Granted, Incineroar, but yeah, Incineroar. I mean, it's a VGC, yeah. Like, so bizarre to me that this team could just make it so far. I just really cannot wait for uh, Incineroar to not be in Scarlet and Violet. Please, don't let it in. I don't think it is in, at the moment, from all the leaks. Uh, it probably won't be. You won't know because it's a uh, transfer-only Pokemon. Mm-hmm. If it's there, it's transfer only. Correct. I don't think it'll be in there because they they did like in Sword and Shield. They only brought in half the starters, which is way still very weird to me. I think I heard there were no starters in the game unless they're transferred over. Yeah, I mean that's how it should be. I believe that. I agree. I think putting Charmander in there and making it the ace of the cha- regional champion is insane. Should not happen. I'm okay with that though. I'm like I'm more okay with that than something else. Because that know, was I, the only way to get that Charmander, though. Like, to get Charmander, you had to go through the entire game. It shouldn't have been in the Galarian decks, then. It shouldn't be in Galar decks. It shouldn't have been in the base 400. I think it was better than X and Y handling it, but... I'm going to disagree. I think it's better than X and Y saying, Oh, you beat your first gym? Here, have a Kanto starter. And here's the Mega. I'm sorry you're never using your Kalo starter again. I... I like that. I don't care. I'll be the Gen 1-er on this one. Like, that that's the point where I'll be a Gen 1-er. <laughs> I liked it. I think at the time especially, too, it worked out very well, but th- this isn't what that show is about. Because <laughs> I, I could go on a rant about how I thought at the time, contextually, because no game had pandered to, like, Gen 1 ever, that X and Y did a very good job of pandering to Gen 1, but the problem was it fed Game Freak too much. And they were like, do you mean this is what we do all the time? And it started a very bad trend. Is this nostalgia? Yeah. I just really, like, I think it was done well in X and Y, and then they could have just dropped it and moved on to something else with Sun and Moon. But they were just like, well, let's do more. Or, you know, move on to a different game generation to uh, yeah. pander to instead of Gen 1 again. But you Exactly. Know. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Okay. Moving on. Creme de la Creme. TCG. I didn't watch it. I should have. I watched like the decks as they were climbing because the thing that I found uh, very cute was that, uh, I mean, the deck that ended up winning, it, the archetype that ended up winning was, uh, I hoped it wouldn't because I really hate that the deck exists, was the RCS P- Flying Pikachu, which is the same variant that won NAIC. However, this one did run Hisuian Decidueye. Yeah, it's slightly different. Uh, it's slightly different in that it ran his Sui and Decidueye, and that was a deck that popped up not too long ago, uh, where somebody decided that they were going to build the uh, quote-unquote counter deck for the meta, and they were going to 
they were going to put Tapu Koko V and VMAX in with Hisui and Decidueye and Arceus, and they thought, oh, this does really well. And then they went ahead because the person who made the deck really thought Tapu Koko was better than uh, Flying Pikachu. And I tried it out for a bit, and I was like, mm, I can kind of see what you're saying, but Flying Pikachu's effect is way better. Also, Flying Pikachu isn't weak to uh, fighting like your Arceus yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. So- you spread out your weaknesses a bit. Yeah, you spread out your weaknesses a little bit. And so I, I really, Flying Pikachu uh, is definitely the better call, which is very upsetting to me for a number of reasons. The, the, the problem is, like, they just made, like, they've power crept way too much right now in Pokemon. And I'm hoping that with, you know, the new EX, that well, yeah. it's going to slow things down a little bit. Because, like, Arceus's V-Star ability is nuts. What you, no, what you just said, Claude? Is literally what I you sound like I did back in like 2016 mm-hmm. when uh when they announced the Sun and Moon GXs and like I just I just see this every single time when we're talking about like the EXs uh, I just have flashbacks to 2016 where I'm just like yeah GXs are gonna slow down the card game it's gonna be awesome and then they did for like a year and then they're just like mm, the game's too slow and then they made tag team GX all right well. Tag team was his own separate mistake. It, it was, and I'm I'm waiting to see how they mess up EX. Uh, the fact that EX is on multiple stage lines is how, and Rare Candy's in the format. So is GX. Yeah, but hey, you, this is literally history repeating itself. That Magnazone looks pumped. It it is very fat. I do agree with that. I think they're doing it so that these cards are playable with uh with the current meta. Which is the problem. I mean, to be fair, like, stage two GXs were absolutely atrocious. Like, Komoa was so bad. Decidueye saw a lot of play. Decidueye got to cheat itself out with Forest of Giant Plants. Yes, that's true. That is true. And then they nerfed grass forever. Yeah. Or eventually it got to cheat itself out with Tag Team Rowlet, Alolan Executor. Yes. You were never playing Decidueye fairly. Yes, that's true. That's true. I don't know. Like, uh, so the finals, though, like the deck that won. I mean, good for them. I mean, I'm I'm happy. I guess, but I mean, the top eight ended up being. It was all Palkia and Flying Pikachu. It was half of it was Palkia because it was a top nine. Yes, the made cut. Uh, There was one Mew Genesect, one Mew Genesect that did not make it. Took sixth. It got really unlucky, though. I thought it was gonna win through, like easily sweep through the top eight. But it got so unlucky. In it. They're actually coming out with a Mew League battle deck, which is kind of exciting. And it looks broken. Well, one, you have to buy two of it to actually play. Okay, it. yes, you have to buy two of it. No, the deck is cute. Uh, it's just unfortunate you have to buy, like, extra copies of all of the face cards because you want double them. Yeah, you have to buy it twice, which is unfortunate. But it's still cheaper than buying it. As far it. as a League battle box or goes, it's fine. Yeah. I, I'm actually really happy with that one in the recent uh, Shadow and Ice Rider decks. Oh yeah, Ice Rider is still probably better out of the box. Getting one bat, one box. I'm very happy with the, both of those. I I'd have to take a look to see what's in the Mew deck, though. Are we gonna talk about the Aggron that showed up? Oh, I did hear about the Aggron that showed up. Got 13th overall and ran a two like our regular Arceus, but just ran two Aggron V and one Aggron V Max. I heard about this. Was that just to be like Duraldon or what? Like, what was the point of that deck? Uh, it hits 270 with its. G- Agron G-Max, like, or like one of its attacks. With his attack. Yeah, it just hits 270, plus with, you know... 270 is a good number. Plus you have two Larian Zigzagoon to hit the 280, or you can, you know, Choice Belt. Yep. and Choice Belt's 300, and then if you Leon, that's 330. Mm-hmm. Which is 
every VMAX. Well, that and like the regular like Agron V for the same price. Like if your opponent's active already has any damage counters on it, it does 300 points of damage. Oh. So you Galarian Zigzagoon and then Agron V 300. That's good. Yep. Okay. I see. I see how it did. I see. I understand why I got 13th. Yeah, I know the uh, Radiant Charizard deck was shown on camera a lot. Oh, yeah, a lot. I heard about that. I heard that there was a lot of variety, which was really exciting, actually. Yeah, they were able to get variety for their streams. It's unfortunate that it was, like, all Palkia, Arceus, Pikachu. I think there were seven or eight different decks. Yeah. If I'm thinking, like, you have your Arceus. But let's see, you have two different flavors of Arceus, pretty much. You have Palkia, Mew, uh, I guess Palkia with Ice Rider. Mm-hmm. The Charizard and Teleon, Regigigas, and then uh, V-Union. Mewtwo. Oh, Mewtwo V-Union. Reggie's was another deck that was really fun to just watch on stream. Oh, yeah. Reggie's is... I, I love Reggie's uh, just because they always have these cute gimmicks in the TCG that do things like Reggie's do, but they never really work, and Reggie's was the one time that it actually kind of worked, and... It's so weird to play with a deck that has, like, no support Pokemon. Yes. It's all has to be Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's really fun. I do like playing Reggie's. I don't think it's good, but I like playing them. I think it's fine. Like, you don't feel bad when you're playing it. It's like, it's definitely tier two. Like, if you want to go to League, I would 100% recommend playing Reggie's. Yeah. Like, if you've never gone to League before, play yeah, it. Yeah, it's only a $40 deck. Yeah, it's stupid cheap. I'm surprised it's that much, even. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, Limitless says 36 yeah. And if you have four scoop up nets, that's $15 down. Yeah, scoop up nets are the expensive part. I was going to say, there's probably one support card in here that's raising it up a lot. Yeah, it's definitely just scoop up nets. Scoop up nets are stupid expensive. Uh, and they're going to rotate soon, so like maybe don't. I don't know. I mean, I think they're in the trainer toolkits too, so. They are. Uh, were they in the new ones? I don't think they were in the new I ones. I don't know if they're in the new one. I know in they're in last year's, I'm pretty sure. Okay, they weren't in, the, I don't think they were in the 2022 one. Okay. Well, I mean, they're about to rotate, so that Yeah, they're about sense. to rotate, so don't worry. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I guess this is a good place to wrap up. I mean, it was a good world. I mean, I really like Pokemon. It makes me happy, and I'm gonna I'm going to Worlds next year. I, w- as a player or as a spectator, I will be there. If, if I can make it happen, I will join you. It'll be fun, because I'm going to just turn it into a vacation in Japan. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I'm very excited. That sounds like a lot of fun. I want to I go to Japan, so I feel like there'd be a lot to do. Oh, yeah. In Yokohama, where it's being held, I mean, it's essentially Tokyo, but it's, uh, you can, you, you, I mean, you can hit like five Pokemon centers. I don't Ooh. need to hit five, I just need to hit one. Oh, I've hit, I hit five. What's the point of, are they all different? Uh, slightly. The Mega Pokemon Center has like a cafe in it you can get reservations at. Okay, I'm good. And you get like Pokemon themed food, which is very cute. And then some of them do have different things. The only one I wouldn't recommend going to is the one that's in Tokyo Station. Like that one's not worth it. That's uh those those are thatch thatch facts thatch opinions, <laughs> but yeah yeah worlds was great. Uh, I hope everybody else had fun watching it like we did, and I think this is a good place to wrap it up. So we'll wrap it up here, and we will go to the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> And welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 801, Magearna, the artificial Pokemon. Uh, the original color Ultra Moon Pokedex, because yes, they have 
the original color has a different Pokedex entry. Wait, wait, it has a Pokedex entry in Sun and Moon? Yeah. It didn't exist, though, in Sun and Moon. It's when it came out. Floet Floet has an entry there, too, I'm sure. Oh, no. Magirna was in Sun and Moon. That's when it came out. No, but the original color didn't exist until Pokemon Home. Or wasn't available until Gen 8. The original color that was in there, yeah. So technically it has, like, eight Pokedex entries, even though it's been in, like, four games. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Anyways, it's original color Ultra Moon Pokedex entry states, It functions thanks to its artificial soul. The vivid decoration is proof that it was presented as a gift to royalty. Wow. And Magirna's good, as we always say, because Magirna uh, has a base stat of 600, and it's got probably the best type combination in the entire game of Pokemon. Steel Fairy. <laughs> what? No. You, you you pair the best offensive type with the best defensive type, and it turns out you get good Pokemon. You get good Pokemon? Wow. It gets super beast boost for its special attacks. <laughs> yeah, and its ability is just Soul Heart, which is just beast boost, but only for special attack. However, it counts if your friend dies, too. Yes. It's insane. You don't have to get the kills. In Devils, it's so bad. Yeah. It's 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 completely broken. And, like, on top of that, like, its defenses are both base 115. It, it's uh, special attacks base 130. Its HP is 80. The only bad thing about it is its speed, which is only a kind of at base 65, because you can run Trick Room, and people have done it successfully in singles. And that just means that it's absolutely 100% viable in Trick Room in doubles <laughs> if they can make it work in singles. So it, it's just insane. So we have a team for you guys this week to play in Series 13 of VGC while you're sitting around waiting for VGC competitions to ever happen again. Uh, and we've got Magirno holding safety goggles, ability soul heart, fifth, uh, 252 HP, 252 special attack, quiet nature, zero IVs in attack and speed, dazzling gleam. Flash Cannon, Trick Room, and Protect. It is just very, very bare bones. This is Magirna doing a Magirna thing. <laughs> and it's insane. Um, we also have Choice Scarf Victini because actually it's not a bad Pokemon to have in this format either. Um, Victini is holding a Choice Scarf. Its ability is Victory Star, which is always on every Victini. 252 HP, which sounds odd. 252 Speed. Jolly Nature, Final Gambit, because you're just going to hit things and make them disappear with Final Gambit. And your Magirna gets a, at least a plus one for your Victini. Yes. But your max HP, too, so you're probably getting a plus you're two. You're probably getting two. You're probably getting a plus two with your Magirna and getting rid of whatever's threatening Magirna. So. Exactly. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, and it's got U-Turn, just in case you want to not use Final Gambit, I guess. Uh, V-Create and Wild Charge. Uh, that... That is just terrifying, and it, I didn't realize the combo with Magirna until you just said it, Sigma, so you are absolutely yeah. correct. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> yeah, you are absolutely... That, that's terrifying, actually. That is terrifying. I'm going to try to play this team, actually. This team looks stupid. Okay, somebody grab two more. Uh, sure, I'll go ahead. Next up, we got an Amoongus holding a Bright Powder item with Regenerator, level 50, uh, 236 HP, 116 defense, 156 defense, sassy nature, no speed, no attack, rage powder, spore, pollen puff, and protect. Everyone loves spore and trick room with the Moongus. Uh, I assume we're running bright powder because this is a scary meta with very powerful things and like little recovery isn't going to help. Mm -hmm. I don't think berries are worth predicting at this point, so... Hey, maybe they'll miss. Berries are also kind of bad in this meta because of Calyrex. Mm -hmm. 
Also true, yeah. Like, the one item I see around on Amoongus is usually, like, the anti-flying berry or the mm. anti- uh, Koba. Yeah, Koba berry or Pattaya berry for Psychic, but, mm. like, eh. Like, Bright Powder's just it's good. It's fine. It's either going to die or not. Yes, uh, uh, I like the Bright Powder <laughs> yes. just for the gimmick. Right. It's like, it just needs to make it so your partner doesn't get hit. Yep. Uh that's what we're here for. Uh, next up, we have Kyogre in an assault vest with Drizzle. Oh my goodness, it has a spread. Uh, <laughs> wow, what is that spread? What? <laughs> we might trick room today, boys, is what that spread says. <laughs> yeah, we got 124 HP, 124 defense, 236 special attack, 4 special defense, and 20 speed. We have Water Spout, Origin Pulse, Ice Beam, and Thunder. I believe that's like standard Assault Vest yeah. Kyogre. That's very standard Assault Vest Kyogre. That's very that's very standard All Attack Kyogre. <laughs> However, we do have a couple of odd things in the back. Do we and I say odd. I say odd because the Yevatol with Focus Sash is a little odd. That is a little yeah. odd. It's a little different, but not a lot. <laughs> it's fine because it's not... It's not, you're not punished for bringing a vault all night. I don't know. I like this format because it, it, they just like asked, like, what if Zash and Kyogre could have another friend? And they're just like, yeah, it was always Yveltal because the number of Yveltal, like Kyogre, Zash, and Yveltal teams I've seen in this format is so high. Um, so it's Yveltal with 4 HP, 252 special attack, 252 speed, timid nature, with tailwind, dark pulse, oblivion wing, and taunt. And to no one's surprise, since we've mentioned it, Zashin's our last mon. Rusted Sword, uh, 252 attack, 4 defense, 252 speed, Jolly Nature with Iron Head, Play Rough, Wild Charge, and Protect. Wait, oh, that's right, there's no Dynamax this format, right? Well, no, Iron Head, no, no, there is. Iron Head, Iron Head just turns into Behemoth Blade. Never mind. That's right. Team Sheets are dumb. It's just, Team Sheets, yeah, yeah, when you're on the Team Sheet, you don't see it. Zashin Team Sheets are dumb. Let's yes. rephrase it. <laughs> because it doesn't show Behemoth Blade, you just get Iron Head. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is Dynamax, though. There 100% is Dynamax. It's like how the bot gets mad at you if you try to put a Zashin crown in. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is uh, this is a team. I mean, I kind of want to play it because I, I see how it works in that it's just like, yeah, let's just delete some stuff. And I don't know. This format's really silly if you're just trying to get into Pokemon. And I honestly wouldn't use this format as a way to get into Pokemon. No. But I have been waiting for an official format that lets me bring Mythicals. And I, I'm very excited about that chance. <laughs> so I, I, that start, the ladder changes to this on, uh, on Thursday, right? I believe so. Yeah. The first. Yeah. Yeah. We will see how that goes then. All right. Then guys, if you, uh, if you want to play this team, we will try to get on the discord for you. If you're a patron and you're looking for this team, well, I think a lot of it's already on the, <laughs> already on the bot giveaway in the orders already. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just give you six randos of different things for you guys to grab uh on that note though uh let's kick it on over to the mailbag it's mail time sending your emails And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where we read your emails on the show. If you send them into us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, we typically have a prompt for you guys, and we wanted to ask you guys what you thought of Pokemon Worlds last week and all the information that dropped. So I'm very excited to get to your emails. Uh, but first, before we get started, this segment is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! 
And as always, we'll give out the Green Taurus badge, which is just a roll in our Discord server to anybody who sparks good conversation. Let's get into it. Our first email this week is going to be from Charizard Stan, and I believe Sigma's got this one. Hi, Thatch and Co. Charizard Stan here, writing in after listening to the episode. While I'm a bit sad that Rinya's son didn't take home worlds, I am happy to see that the two busted legendaries introduced in Sword and Shield were able to persevere and take home the crown, pun intended. <laughs> in all seriousness, I thoroughly enjoyed the events of the weekend, and it felt like it was the most polished production to date. The production value for everything was actually really legit. It did not feel like it was just a bunch of guys who hobbled together a stream. It, it, compared to previous like nationals and stuff like that, it was actually really, really public. Uh, they they did really good selecting their commentators too. They did do a very good job. I was about to say I I loved the people they chose to run this worlds. Yeah, <laughs> let's continue on. Now to my main point of the email. I think Game Freak introduced a few ways of dealing with everyone's favorite bipedal cat Incineroar. While I actually don't think Incineroar is as big of a deal as it's made out to be, I'm glad they're adding things to lessen its effectiveness. The reason I don't find it so egregious is because of the power creep we've experienced in the last two generations. Making one Pokemon that is powerful and limiting your opponent's damage output is a necessary evil of the games to not compete, not completely steamroll with a bad lead. That's true. Yeah. I really I really hate Incineroar. It just needs to get out. I, I want a break. Honestly, before Incineroar, there was Arcanine doing the exact same thing, and I miss Arcanine. Right. Arcanine at least had versions of it. Like, maybe they were bringing Whimsicott Arcanine and they were actually justified and you were going to get justified, sweet. Yeah. I think there are ways to weaken Intimidate. I think it should probably be, like, a status and you can't imply it multiple times in a match. I so much yeah. agree with that. Like, that's what I want them to do to it. It's like I mentioned that last game, or last episode. Yeah. I think that's the way you do it. I think you just make it so it only activates once per match. Yeah. Make it a status so you can't stack Intimidate because yeah. physical attackers are useless with Intimidate. Yes. But I think it's just too oppressive. It's too oppressive when you get, like, U-turn and yes. parting shot on it, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it just neuters anything that's a physical attacker. They gave parting shot to Incineroar this gen. That wasn't even a gen 7 thing. Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> and fake out, too. It's just roll compression that Incineroar's yeah. problem is. It makes team choice so much easier because it's like, well, I have Incineroar to do that, so I don't really need a fake out. Or yeah, exactly. And I don't need an Intimidator. It's like, sure, I could run a hip on top, but I also get parting shot. It's like... Yeah, I, I hard agree. I hard agree. Now, to how they've seemed to address it, at least in my opinion. Shedtail will give players the opportunity to get a physical attacker in to avoid Intimidate because it doesn't go through the Substitute. Another thing about Shedtail is I kind of hope that they nerf Substitute to be 50% of your HP value. I don't think they'll do that. I think that was just a Shedtail thing. I, I know it's probably just a Shedtail thing, but I really hope that they... I, th I also don't think Shedtail's going to be that big of a player anyway, just because... No. I, I, think, sh I, I think it's literally only going to be on Cyclizer anyway. It's only going to be on Cyclizer, and I don't think is going to be like that good. I don't think it's going to be good. I hope it's trash, and it's trash. I expect it to be a gimmick Pokemon and not a good Pokemon. I expect it to be like Calyrex. Like base Calyrex? Yes, like base Calyrex. Okay. Another way the Incineroar gets nerfed a bit is with Covert Cloak. Prankstermon can now drop the Protect in order to get Tailwind off reliably. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's I true. didn't think about putting it on Pranksters. Oh, that's that's going to be real dumb. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this opens up a moose slot 
and an item slot for the team. It is no longer a requirement to have focus sash or eject button to get your priority off. Okay, I think I've gone on long enough. I hope I didn't bore you or earn a ban for defending the three-time world champ. <laughs> Keep up the awesome work, Charizard Stan. Uh, I mean, Incineroar Stan, but okay. Yeah, right? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that one, Charizard Stan. Our next email is going to come to us from Gliscor Gamer. Go for it, Claude. I think you had this one. Yeah, I do. Hey, Puckle Crew. Gliscor Gamer here. Worlds was incredible. This is the first one I've been able to watch, and I greatly enjoyed it. I watched mostly Unite and VGC, but also had to DX? What's that mean? I, I assume it's Pokken. Pokken. Ah, but also had Pokken uh, Go and TCG on in the background. There were some very cool teams on the VGC side, including the Sableye, uh, including the Sableye team. That was such a blast to see. Black Hand, yep, that's right. Um, definitely deserved to win the, the Unite belt. Uh, but all the teams were phenomenal, with some great snipes and plays throughout the tournament. I'll definitely be going back through the streams to learn some new tactics for my Unite play. Uh, yeah. I will say it's very weird that they use uh, screen names for Unite and Go. Yeah, right? It's very weird. It, it just felt such so weird compared to uh, how VGC and DCG have been for years. It feels more esporty than professional, but... Yeah, I agree with that. I'm okay with it if it was uniform throughout everything, but it's not uniform through everything. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm even more excited for Scarlet and Violet after watching the new trailer. Cyclozar's signature move looks super cool, and Covert Cloak will change the face of competitive as we know it. VGC, yeah. And VGC it will, yeah. I, I can't say the same about singles. Singles is like, whatever. It's like, Shield Dust is good, but not amazing. I'm a huge fan of the ghost-type Terra hat also. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it has the little, like, old, um, like, the, the ghost. Gen 1 ghost? Yeah. Yeah, the Gen 1 ghost. I also appreciate the callback to the OG Gen 1 ghost in Lavender Tower. I yep. thought of that before you said it. All right, anyways, uh, that's all for now. So this is Gliscor Gamer signing off. All right, thank you for that one, Gliscor Gamer. We got one more for you guys today. It is going to be from Boworky. Good morning, Puckalonians, or good evening if you listen to the episode the second it releases. <laughs> <laughs> Why such a broad greeting implying everyone will listen to the episode immediately? It's simple. Pokemon World has something for everyone in the Pokemon community to get excited about. As someone uninterested in competitive play, I expected nothing of interest outside of the Sword Scarlet Violet trailer at the end. As Sunday turned into Monday, I found myself digging deeper and deeper into the recordings of Unite. Yes! Oh no, Unite. Unite takes another. <laughs> it was so much fun to watch! Saying Unite was one of my favorite aspects feels like heresy. This game was excluded from sharing the stage continues to defy my expectations. The level of play shown was exhilarating and started to cause the first tingle of an itch that must be scratched. Pokemon Unite has legs, and I could have never expected depth that I did not realize. An excitement I had long forgot. Showcasing a game so well earns worlds my respect. Wow, that was really elegantly written, Boerky. <laughs> Whether you hate or love Seth for pushing you ever closer towards purchasing TCG packs, our very future, our very future world champion set the hook that led me to play through the TCG Worlds play. I still have no idea what is happening, but it doesn't matter. The atmosphere seat and seemingly fun play, bless Pikachu, provided something for casuals and world champs. Wait, Thatch, I have a question. Something just came to mind. Was it Boerky, the one that bet ten little men he wouldn't eat the spoonful of wasabi at like the PuckleCon that we had for no. like a box? Of no, it was not him. Pokemon cards. Okay, what's not? All right. No, 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 no. Wrong no, person. No. Uh, that, that's a that's a weird story to bring up. I do remember it happening. I don't remember who it was. I think Ten Little Men just did it. Uh, was it Bozithus? 
It might have been Bo. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I think it was. Oh. Bo's invisible, Warky. I'm sorry. The Bo got me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. The confusion. Yep. All right. What, uh... It would be in- insane to take w- talk about worlds without the trailer. For the collector, you have Pokemon whose design is fun and the gimmicks seem interesting. For the VGC crowd, you have people like Shark Finnegan running calcs on everything. While I'd love a more steady drip, having this, scar- this Scarlet Violet trailer sitting right in right next to the various in-game Worlds 22 rewards grew my appetite for, for more while bringing my excitement right where it should be. I'm excited for the various games, yet perhaps more importantly, I'm not upset or afraid of the direction TPCI is taking taking yeah boarchy well thank you for that i actually agree with this a lot i don't know this was like a really exhilarating world because it was bigger than it ever had been in terms of the number of games because i think the last worlds only had uh vgc tcg and pocket mm-hmm. there was a yeah. lot to pay attention to yeah they added two they did two new things this time yeah there were five total that's insane and even then if we have four that's giant next year well and that's the thing is like pocket's basically been dead tcg is yes. only getting bigger yes VGC is getting bigger. Unite was the biggest hit to watch. VGC will get bigger because it always gets bigger uh, for the right after yeah, release new, of a new game. Gen, yeah. And then uh, what's it called? Uh, what's it? TCG and VGC are getting bigger. Go was okay. I think some people liked it. Some people didn't. But Unite was by far like I've heard more people saying they've gone. To- yes. It was a dark horse. Yeah. They're like, I love just watching the top level Unite play. Yeah, it was definitely, I mean, that's because we've never seen it before. And honestly, I mean, this is the reason that you see a lot of esports playing like Dota and League, right? And and then you see this happen and it's just like, oh, the Pokemon community is now exposed to this. Um, it, I, I mean, Tencent's definitely pulling a Pokemon trading card game from the early 90s or for the late 90s, early 2000s, like with, with Wizards of Coasted with Magic, I feel like with Pokemon Unite, because they could just have people transfer to League so easy now. Because <laughs> it's just like, ah, oh, you played Pokemon Unite. Why don't you play League? League is so much harder. It is harder, but like some people might be like, oh, I want more depth and League might provide that for them. I don't know. The 10-minute games versus a 40-minute game. Oh, it's different. so much better. I absolutely agree with you. I mean, 10-minute bite-sized things like this, like it, it's the one thing that I even like this gen about them killing timer is that I played a lot more BSS and a lot more VGC than I did in previous mm-hmm. generations. Just having that bite-sized match size is so addicting. It, it's more comfortable than you'd expect it to yeah, be. Because you just go, oh, that's bite size. I really, I don't know. It reminds me of Splatoon, right? Like Splatoon. It's like I can f- do just one more. Yeah, I could just do one more. Uh, and you just get very addicted. I don't know. It's just like, it's like the M&M strategy. Oh, love M&M. <laughs> that's what we got from this. But yeah, I, uh, who do we want to get the Green Taurus badge? I was going to jokingly say Boerky, but I think he actually wrote one of the better emails today. He, he did. He did yeah, a good job. I, I'm fine with him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Boerky, you get the green tourist badge. I would tell you to ask anybody, but because I like the meme of giving you a green name and you complaining about it uh, on the Discord, I'm going to do it for you right now. <laughs> uh, on that note, if you want to email us next week at PucklePodcast at gmail.com, please let us know what your favorite competition was to watch at Worlds. I know some of you wrote now what you believe that was, uh, but I would, or even if you have comments about the trailer, please send them in. We would love to read them on the show. Yeah. We have more for next week if you don't, but please, please, please write in for that because I love hearing from all of you uh, and hearing what your thoughts and opinions are on this. If you want to keep up with us throughout the week, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can, of course, I mean, I think we have a TikTok now, too, that you can follow, technically. (laughs) It's more for just getting people on TikTok to find us. But if you want to watch the videos on TikTok, you're more than welcome. I did not know we had a TikTok. Uh, It started this week. It's only recent. It's very, very (laughs) recent. Uh, It's more of like a Thatch is trying out a marketing strategy and seeing if it works. And 
is very upset with how well it's going. Oh, no. TikTok is a very big platform. And, uh, TikTok uh, and YouTube Shorts are something we have been horribly underutilizing. Just go follow us on social media. It's a good time. We're Puckle Podcast and all those. If you want to watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast. There's not a lot of good content up there yet, uh, but maybe in the near future we'll get there. Uh, there are some shorts you can watch and we'd appreciate any interaction you can give with those. Uh, more importantly, if you could, uh, if you want to come and hang out, come to us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast, where we stream every Tuesday and Thursday, um, as long as Thatch does not get rear-ended. <laughs> oh, oh, September. Don't don't forget if you're a new sub you can get uh cheaper subs. Oh, is that a thing? September. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. It's only newer it's only new subs or if you increase how long you sub oh, you get cool. like bigger discounts, but That's not why yeah, we stream. September is coming. But yeah. Do do don't sub before uh Thursday. Yeah, yeah we don't, that's not why we stream, but we appreciate any support you can give us and of course if you want to support us outside of Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Poco Podcast. You can, of course, come and follow, uh, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Poco Podcast, where you can get Pokemon distributions, access to the bot and whatnot. And, uh, hopefully soon, um, we are, we might bring back, uh, Pokemon or Puckle's Game Corner to just Patreon exclusivity. Um, so definitely keep your ears out for that one. But on that note, we are gonna call it an episode. I have been Trainer Thatch. I've been R Sigma. And I have been Claude. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. <laughs>